So let's break this down. What questions, who questions, when questions, not why. We'll talk about why you don't ask why questions later and a couple of other things, okay? Let's look at this from the very start. Where did it start? Anyone like to throw it out there? What did we start with? We started hey, what's with, your problem? What's your problem? Yeah. Now, what's most important about this thing? The start of the session by far outweighs the rest of the session. Because if you start with, um, Crystal, uh, can, you t can you tell me what the problem is, please? And you get really nervous and scared about what she's going to say, you may as well refund the money. You're already in a bad place. Please write this stuff down. What if you stopped caring about what your client said? What if you stop putting them in this love of light with a halo over their head, a blanket, a cup of coffee, cup of tea or some soft drinks like Maya has in her office, which is a good setup. What if you just stop caring? Would that be helpful for everybody? Or do you think that would do your client a disservice? Because we're supposed to care, right? What do you think? Who wants to care about their client? Love them, high five them, have them have a breakthrough. Good. Stop fucking caring about your clients. Why? If I care too much about Hannah, I'm going to go into fix it mode, which is, oh, I really want to help her. Please, please, please. I want to help her because I see myself in her and I can relate and she's paid me and I want this. I go into fix it mode and all these wonderful resources and questions and all this stuff that I've learned from Scott and everybody else and it is now gone. It's blank. I can't think of what to do. As soon as you go into fix it mode, you'll now bypass any good things that are going to happen because now you're trying to control things. So when I say don't care, I literally mean don't care about your clients. Care enough to say, wow, I know this is going to go to a cool place. Don't know when or how, but it will. But if I care too much for my clients, I will butt in too much and the unconscious mind won't be able to do what it's supposed to do. Does that make sense? Which sort of leads into the question, should I work with friends and family? What if my client, the niche that I'm in, I'm too attached to it? We can talk about all that stuff in later sessions. But for now, what it does, it takes the pressure off you to perform. If you literally just say, all right, Bryn, what's the problem? Because 99% of what Bryn tells me is going to be a lie anyway. Why wouldn't it be? He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. If he did, he wouldn't need to sit in front of us. Does that make sense, guys? Okay. I'll come to your question in a moment, Maya. So we started off with what's the problem? Now, it doesn't matter what the context of the session is. This whole thing of sessions are harder than others. I know other trainers that tell their students you shouldn't work with stop smoking because stop smoking is the hardest session to work with. That's you projecting your bullshit onto me because it's not stop smoking anyway. It's not weight loss. It's not anxiety. So what the hell have you got to be fearful for? Now, laws, when it comes to work like alcoholism and drugs, I get that. You've got to stick to those laws, but that's not what I'm talking about. But as soon as you start to frame a session like it's going to be harder than something else, you now go into nervous mode and your client will pick up on that. Does that make sense? So all in all, we started with what's the problem? Now, I forget what Isla said, but who would say within that one minute spiel of all that fluff, 99.9.9.9.9% of that can just be ignored? Yeah. Who just heard like a big regurgitation of stuff? Mm. And that's yeah. all it is. That's all a client can tell you. Because they're going to give you, what are they, what's a client going to tell you? They're going to give you a circumstance. 
an event, their thoughts, their conclusions, their likes, their dislikes, consciousness, unconscious. It's just this big amalgamation of confusion. Would everyone agree with that? Mm -hmm. So if we know a client's going to do that, and we ask a question, what's the problem? We basically said, tell me what the problem is. What do we do with all this information? And Bryn did it, uh, sorry, Edwin did it without realizing, or whether he did that's fine as well. Yeah, we're going to trash it, throw it away. Yeah. But what do we do with it next to keep the conversation going? Because we've got to listen to something. We've got to have some sort of vehicle to steer towards something. We look for a keyword to feed back to them. We can look for keywords. Anything else? Maybe go right back to the beginning again. Go back to the beginning again. These are all valid answers. And if you see me looking off, it's because I can see a spider coming down from my roof and I hate spiders. So I'm <laughs> not ignoring you. I can see it's about to get squashed. What else could we do? You're looking for the unconscious moments. Thank you. We're looking for something called unconscious moments. And this is what differentiates you guys from the millions of traditional therapists out there that are too busy fucking talking and reading scripts to see wonderful things happening or hearing these things. Essentially, an unconscious moment. We're going to go through a list of these. So when we do this interview again, you'll be able to see and go, oh my God. An unconscious moment is trance happening. It's the unconscious moment expressing itself. It's going to express itself through different categories, which we'll go through. But if you're too busy talking, or I tell Bryn to close his eyes and relax or go down a path or whatever, I'm basically saying his unconscious mind I'll direct you to what I want you to do. You just sit back and do what I tell you. It's like the whole slave thing. Garbage. All right? So if the unconscious mind is going to express itself, if we allow it to, in most cases, it's going to be combined with a lot of conscious fluff. Your job, which we'll create a list for, is to find out what is unconscious information and what is conscious information. Conscious information, from working with Mark and he gives me 10 words and nine of those words are conscious, I can ignore those. I don't mean anything. There's that one thing I'm looking for. That's where the real juicy stuff is. That's where trance exists. That's where therapy exists, believe it or not. All right? Okay. So taking those unconscious moments, let's now create a list. And we can do a bit of hindsight and look back and go, oh, that's what Scott picked up or that's why Edwin asked that question. So it comes in a couple of different categories. 